Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome to Spotlight. Today's show is all about the queen archetype, the energy of the queen. And if you've been following us for the past few weeks, you know that there are four archetypes of the divine feminine. And when all of these align, when you have good relationships with these four different personalities that reside inside of you as a woman, when you know which one to call upon, then you can be in alignment with your femme intuition. That's right. You can be more in tune with your intuition and be able to create from a space of abundance and ease and attraction rather than force and flow. So I'm excited to talk about the queen energy today, but first let's just review the four different types of the feminine archetype. Number one, we of course have the healer. So the healer archetype, the healer is that part of you that is the caregiver that's so in tune and aware of the people around you, that's aware of not only the other people, but also yourself and nature. And when you have a good relationship with the healer, of course, you can step into that energy and call upon that very intuitive and healer part of you. The second archetype that we discussed a few weeks ago was the warrior archetype. Now, the warrior is much different from the healer. This archetype is focused. She's productive. She's goal-oriented. She sets boundaries. She knows how to protect those boundaries and stand up for herself and for the people around her. And when you have a good relationship with this warrior energy, you never have to worry about being safe. You know that you're always going to be safe. You're always going to be taken care of. And of course, the great thing is, is both the healer and the warrior reside within you. These are different aspects of the divine feminine. And when you know when to call upon each of these and use them at the appropriate times, you're able to live in this state of ease and flow and abundance. The third archetype, so fun, is the temptress. This is the fun, the flirty, the sexy, the carefree part of you, the part that's just can sit back, relax, and have a good time, or that can show up in all her sexiness and divine feminine energy and walk into a room and just have people in awe of her. And when you're in alignment with this energy, it can be used so beautifully to help attract clients and um, partners and just all sorts of people in your life, not just romantic partners. And then the fourth energy type, which we're going to talk about today, is this energy type of the queen. So I've got some very special guests joining us today. I've got one special guest that's going to be uh, sharing with us her take on this queen energy, and I'll introduce her in a minute, but she definitely has lived this life in this queen space. And then we've got Lori Richens on, who's going to do our family first segment, who's another great example of this queen energy. But let's talk about what the queen energy is first. So when When you are in balance with your queen energy, this is that part of you that's confident, that's responsible, that's in charge, that knows how to delegate. So the queen sees the long-term vision. She sees the big picture. She's able to look at life and say, here's where I want to go and here's the steps that I need to get there. Now, as part of that process, the queen also knows how to delegate responsibilities. She knows what she's good at. She knows what's the best use of her energy and time, and she delegates the things that aren't. So maybe start thinking in your life about how you are with your queen energy. Do you have that long-term vision? Are you able to see the big picture? Are you able to delegate? And another beautiful aspect of the queen is she's 
allows people to serve her and she receives graciously. This is so important for the queen energy. If you aren't able to receive, if you aren't able to allow people to help you, then you are not going to grow your queendom or your life in the way that you otherwise could. So we're going to jump right in here now because uh, we've got some special guests on today that I want you to hear from them as well, uh, the wisdom that they have to share. But we're just going to hop right into this Queen Connection quiz. If you've been on and heard the past radio shows, we did a Healer Connection quiz. We did a Warrior Connection quiz. We did the Temptress Connection quiz, which is just a simple quiz for you to see if you're in alignment with this energy. Now, the reason why we're doing this is because you can have a queen energy that's in alignment and you can have a queen energy that's out of alignment. And when your queen energy is out of alignment, this is where you can get bossy, demanding, controlling, or become a perfectionist and allow that to stop your movement forward in creating what you want. So let's take this quiz and let's find out how your connection is with this queen energy. This is really simple. You're just going to need a notepad or you can even do this on your phone. If you're driving, please be safe. Maybe you could just add up these numbers in your head. But what's going to happen is in a moment, I'm going to read five different statements in relation to this queen energy. And you're going to rate yourself on a scale of one to five. So as I read the statement, you're going to rate yourself on a scale of one to five, one being never and five being always. So if the statement is never true for you, you're going to write a one. If the statement's always true for you, you're going to put a five. And if it's somewhere in the middle, you're going to put a two or a three or a four. And as I read these five different statements, you're going to come up with five numbers. Now, my suggestion is if you have a piece of paper, just write queen quiz up at the top and then number one, two, three, four, five. And you're going to assign a number to each of these five statements. And then at the end, we'll add those up and see how your connection is to your queen energy. So number one, you act with clarity instead of react with emotion to the intense situations that arise in your life. Let me read that one more time. You act with clarity instead of reacting with emotion to the intense situations that arise in your life. So if you've got an intense situation in your life, are you just, wow, you fly off the handle and react with emotion? Or do you take a step back and you're able to say, okay, let me become clear. Let me act with clarity. If you act with clarity instead of react with emotion, never, then you're going to put a one. If this statement's always true for you, you'll put a five. And if you're somewhere in the middle, put a two, three, or a four. Statement number two, you confidently delegate tasks for optimization. You confidently delegate tasks for optimization. This is where you get to check in with your life, whether it be your business or your personal life. Maybe you're a mother. Maybe you're a business owner. Are you able to delegate tasks or do you, do you try and do them all yourself? If you're able to confidently delegate tasks for optimization, never. If you never do this, write a one. If you always do this, write a five or a two, three or four if you're somewhere in the middle. Statement number three. You graciously allow people to serve you. You graciously allow people to serve you. So do you allow people to serve you? Do you say thank you? If this is never true, one, always true, five, or two, three, or four, if there's somewhere in the middle. Statement number four, you have a long-term vision 
and a clear plan for accomplishing it. Just check in. Do you have a one-year vision? Do you have a five-year vision? Do you have a plan for accomplishing what it is you want to create in your life? One, you never have this vision. Five, you always have the vision and have a plan to create it. Or two, three, or four if you're somewhere in the middle. Statement number five, you feel confident in your ability to run your life. You feel confident that you can run your life. Rate yourself on a scale of one to five. Now that you have these five statements, I'm going to read them each one more time while you add up your numbers. You're going to add up these numbers. So number one, you act with clarity instead of react with emotion to the intense situations that arise in your life. Number two, you confidently delegate tasks for optimization. Number three, you graciously allow people to serve you. Number four, you have a long-term vision and a clear plan for accomplishing it. And number five, you feel confident in your ability to run your life. Now add up the numbers, and if your sum is above 20, congratulations, you have a good relationship with your queen. If your score is between 12 and 20, you have some work to do on this relationship. And if your score is under 12, your queen needs immediate attention. So just add up your numbers, see where you're at, and and just be honest with yourself. This is a, a time for awareness, to become aware of how you are and what you're doing in your life. And uh, here to help us today, because I want to give you some suggestions on how to, and some practices that you can use to be able to step more fully into your queen energy. And here today, I've got a very special guest joining us. I've got Diana Wentworth here today. And Diana has a lifelong list of accomplishments and things she's been able to create in her life using this queen energy. I mean, starting at a very young age, I, I remember her telling stories. She dated Elvis and, uh, and was uh, the East Coast had Martha Stewart. She was the West Coast Martha Stewart. She had a big time TV cooking show for a while. Um, she's written a beautiful book that's been actually picked up by different uh, Uh, networks to turn into a movie. Um, She started the Inside Edge back in the 1980s. This is where Jack Hemfeld met Mark Victor Hansen. This was a a thing that she started in the 80s for thought leaders to come together and gather before thought leaders were really even a thing. So a lot of the thought leaders that you know and that you've heard of before actually um, started or were members at one point or another of this group that she has, Inside Edge. Uh, She's constantly working on many different things and ways to share her message with the world. So I'll have her share some more about her. But uh, Diana, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes. So grateful to have you joining us today. And where are you joining (laughs) us from? Uh, Palm Springs. And how wonderful this is. I absolutely love this topic. So I'm very excited. Well, before we dive into how people can really um, step more fully into this queen energy, I would love for you just to share a little bit more about your journey in life. And you're one of those people that when I'm around you, I, I see you and, and you just seem so regal. You seem confident and um, you seem to be in a spot where in your life you're able to act with clarity instead of react with emotion. And I know um, of course, you just um, recently lost your husband, and I say lost, but that's not even really the right word. We were talking about this last night. He just passed to a different dimension. Um, that's right. His, that's right. Yeah. Body. And yet I see you, you know, in such love carrying on with the work that you're doing. So I'd love for you just to share a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today, maybe just taking a couple of minutes so that we can get to know you a little better. Oh, thank you. Well, 
I've always um, had a sense of things that wanted to emerge. So when I walked right up to Elvis in Paris in a, ho- in a hotel lobby, um, he invited me to go out with him that night. But the, the amazing thing was that I had had a precognition where two months before, uh, my sorority sisters had told me, had said something like, Diana doesn't like Elvis Presley because I'd asked them to turn the radio down. I said, actually, I do like him and I'm going to date him someday. So I know that was the weirdest thing. It was like a frog jumped out of my mouth. But on the other hand, it actually happened. That's a pretty pretty remarkable experience. (laughs) I I I think that's part of the knowing, right? You just probably said it because you're like, hey, I know this is going to happen. But Right. Well, that's what taught me to, that was so random that it taught me to trust my knowing. So um, I followed my heart all my life. I, I, I married a wonderful man when I was just 22, who I was married to for 25 years before he passed. And we had a long career in cooking and entertaining. And um, I loved doing that. It was a very popular thing to be doing until all of a sudden in the 80s, it, women didn't want to cook anymore and spend three days making a dinner that would disappear in an hour. They wanted to go into the workforce and grow into uh, being much more sovereign in their lives. So um, our careers fell apart, but we, Paul and I, I, w- I won't go into the long story, we were drawn to join this group of um, people, thought leaders who were going into the Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War to make a documentary um, about citizen diplomacy and connecting with with Russians. But what happened on that trip, we were with all these amazing people like Barbara Marks Hubbard and uh, Dennis Weaver and Mike Farrell from MASH and uh, the real Patch Adams and Swami Satchitananda. And what happened there was all these people were loners and activists, but what happened when they started connecting around the table and sharing their resources with each other, everybody just seemed to bloom. It was like all these opportunities opened around them. And Paul and I noticed that, my gosh, gathering around the table doesn't have to be about the food. It can be to listen to new ideas and discuss them and find people who want to align with us and help our dreams grow. And so we started a breakfast organization, as you said, called the Inside Edge, which grew incredibly rapidly, and it's still going. We've had 1,500 speakers, but some of those those early speakers were so amazing and eye-opening, and because of our talents, we used to give these parties where they were futuristic, where you had to show up who you were going to be in five years and stay in character and tell us how you'd gotten to this new place in your life, and Jack Canfield at the other, the other day at our 30th uh, 35th anniversary gala said that the chicken soup for this whole series would not exist without the inside edge and that he has used that five-year party as a closing to every training he has ever done since so there were true miracles about people stepping into their imaginary visionary um, ideals that brought those into fruition so is that enough for me to say about that? Oh, that's so amazing. And uh, Diana, of course, um, we've just got about a minute left, but I'd love for you just to share your your journey up until now, um, just to kind of sum it up. I know that uh, you lost your 
your husband, Paul, you got remarried. Um, you ended mm-hmm. up writing this book called Memoirs of Love. Could you, could you fill us in a little bit on that as well? Oh, sure. Yes, I, I got to be the first co-author in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, which really changed my life and, and brought me into a new level of writing. Uh, and then I spent 10 years writing a book called Send Me Someone. And that is the story that I sold to Lifetime as a film. Uh, it's the story of how my late husband, when he was dying, said, I don't want you to be alone. I said, send me someone. And he said, I will. And he did. <laughs> and it was that part was quite a journey, too, because it became very obvious that this new man who came into my life was the absolutely next perfect partner for me. And uh, he just passed after 31 years together. So, But I still feel both of them cheering me on here. Wow, that's so beautiful, Diana. And uh, we really are privileged to have you on here today and to hear um, your advice about the queen energy. And um, in in a moment, um, I want, want to really dive deep into this. What does it take to step into this energy of a queen? And when we come back from break, I'd love for you to share some of your tips. I'll be sharing some of mine. We're going to have Lori Richens on for the family first segment. But really, my intention with this show today is to give people tools to be able to um, confidently connect with that part of them. Because I think, you know, there's this thing right now where people just want to be in flow. And a lot of times that's good. But we all know that intention fuels intuition. If we don't have this big picture, we need to be flexible within it. But we, if we don't know where we want to go and we aren't able to step into this space of being able to delegate and receive graciously and, and run this space or this queendom, then we never are able to reach our full potential as that divine goddess. So I'm really excited to hear your tips, Diana, uh, to have Lori Richens on for the family segment and to share my tips as well. So for all who are listening, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with some amazing action steps that you can implement to help you step more fully into your queen energy. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. 
Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, we're today talking about the queen archetype of the divine feminine. Of course, if you've been following this show for a while, you know that there are four archetypes or these different personalities of the divine feminine. And when we can have a good relationship with all of them and know when to call upon each of these archetypes in our life, we can tap into what's called fem intuition as women, where we can live this life of ease and flow. And it was so interesting because on break, you know, I was chatting uh, with Diana a little bit. And and Diana Wentworth, of course, is joining us, just a beautiful example of, a, of the queen energy. And I was, I was sharing with her, you know, it's interesting because sometimes just because you know something doesn't mean you always do it. And I was sharing with her that just yesterday I had this situation in my life. Of course, one of the questions on the quiz was, you know, do you react or do you act with clarity instead of react with emotion when a certain situation comes up in your life or when these intense situations come up? And I have to say yesterday I had an intense situation rise in my life and I did not act with clarity. I reacted with emotion and um, kind of caused me to step back for a moment and say, whoa, wow, this is uh, this is interesting. But I think the beautiful thing in that is, is, is we share the, these archetypes and I share these not um, so that you can feel bad if you aren't alignment with them, but I share them so that you know that the first step to transformation is awareness and just be aware where you are, no matter what you scored on the queen energy quiz, just be aware of where you are with that. And then of course, after awareness, then we can actually step into um, alignment and action. We can start to align our actions with the outcomes that we want in our life. So um, I would love to share some of the tips um, that you can do in your life to more fully align with this queen energy so that you can create from the space of long-term vision so that you can delegate so that you can really focus on manifesting the things that you want in your life and creating the queendom that you've desired. So I'm going to share a few tips, um, but first I want Diana to share. Diana, you've been, you know, able to um, build up these different businesses throughout your life and have had these uh, really great relationships. And I know that it hasn't always been perfect. I know that you haven't always been totally aligned all the time, but I look at you and I think, wow, she's a great example of someone who's been able to step into this queen energy. So what is a tip that you would like to share with everybody that they can do in order to align more fully with this energy of the queen archetype? Well, I think it begins when we first wake up in the morning. Uh, do we just let some random thought take over or do we choose what we're going to focus on? So I would recommend highly asking yourself some kind of quintessential question that, that brings you alive. It could be something like, where's the most joy to be found today? Or what kind
kind of miracles can I expect today? Or something that, that actually gets your vibration rising within you so that you become uh, the queen, you know, you become the sovereign of your life. There's, there's some old wonderful fairy tales about, you know, what does a woman really want? And there's one about a knight that is on a quest to find the answer to that question because it's, he's going to lose his life if he doesn't find out what a woman really wants. But the answer, I, I, this is, I'm revealing the answer. This is uh, probably not good if you like reading spoiler the Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mute spoiler yourself alert. right That's now if you don't want to know the answer. But I do, I do. So keep going. Okay. The answer is she wants her sovereignty. And this means she wants her self-determination, her self-governing. She wants uh, to decide. And that's the miracle of what's happening to me right now. I mean, I never stop growing. And in losing my, my second husband, I have suddenly this new space opening in front of me that I can say, what is my sovereignty right now? How, how do I want to create my day? Because when you're in a relationship, of course, we tend to give away so much of who we are in order to accommodate the other person's personality or preferences. And so even though it's very, very painful and I miss my beautiful husband, Teddy, so much, I also am noticing that there's this kind of joy that is that is be, that is bubbling up because I get to choose every single morning exactly how I'm going to think and do the day and what I'm going I'm going to go do my qigong for 10 minutes in front of YouTube and then I'm going to put in my earphones and go for a walk and do some tapping you know I mean it's like I don't have to consider anybody else's um, ideals for the day and this kind of sovereignty is very, very freeing to a woman. It, it really gives us a whole lot of liberty. I spent years, actually, literally two years, writing a book about the queen and the keys to the queendom and all of that. And, and I never did anything with it, but it was for my own growth. And I really love studying all these aspects of the divine feminine that you're referring to. And uh, that yoga teaches us, you know, all the goddesses of yoga are all these aspects of who we are as the wise woman. And uh, so this is a wonderful topic that you've got to, uh, you invited me to join in on today. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you so much. And what I'm really taking away from what you're saying is that, you know, questions lead to clarity. And the queen is all about the clarity and the vision. And so when you're feeling uncomfortable or when something pops up in your life, it's just a really good opportunity to ask a question. You know, um, last night for me, as I was in the space of uncomfortability after, um, you know, reacting with emotion rather than acting in clarity, I stepped into the, this question of, uh, who do I want to be? And it was interesting because immediately there came to my mind, there's this process for those of you who've been to Tony Robbins, huge big event called UPW. Now it's done online. Yeah, he, he, he goes through this process, or maybe it's State with Destiny. I don't know. It's one of the Tony Robbins events, but he, he has you pick these three things, these three words that you want to encompass or embody or be. And as I asked this question, like, how do I want to show up in the world? Who do I want to be? Immediately, these three words came to me, which were love, trust, and joy. 
last night as my mind was racing a million miles per hour is I was trying to call upon my queen energy. I just kept repeating these affirmations. I am love. I am trust. I am joy. I am love. I am trust. I am joy. And it was so beautiful to uh, be able to embody that. So um, my suggestion for something, a way to step into the queen energy is ask yourself, who do I need to be or who do I need to become in order to create the identity that aligns with the life I want? So as you're thinking about your one-term vision down the road or your your one-year vision or your five-year vision, ask yourself, who do I need to become rather than what do I need to do? And as you ask yourself that, just align with two or three words that if you embodied these things, you would be able to manifest or create the energy of manifesting what it is you want in your life. So for me, it was love, trust, and joy. So that would be my my suggestion. And I also would love to hear from Lori Richens. Lori Richens, of course, does our family first segment. And um, Lori, we would love to hear from you. What are your uh, tips or pieces of advice when it comes to stepping into these queen energy as it relates to the family? I am so pleased to be with you beautiful ladies today, Diana. I've had the privilege of being in your company before and you truly do emulate that queen type persona and Alice oh, thank you as well. So my my history is such where I come from brokenness and so I didn't have female examples to follow necessarily in my immediate circle to show me how to step into that queen space. So I became a pattern seeker. I became a, a close watcher of women that I wanted to emulate. And today I want to focus on one woman who made such an impact on my life. Her name was Debbie. And she had this grace about her. She had this presence and this poise, this uncomplicated kind of personality. And you always felt safe in her midst. And as soon as I found out what the topic was today, I thought of this beautiful woman. She died about eight years ago. And I want to tell you how that happened. We had been at a church service in the evening. And normally this friend of mine wore black on black. She just was not somebody really showy, but very classy. And on this particular day, she was wearing this beautiful rose outfit and she went to the pulpit and she bore this beautiful witness of, of the Savior and her faith in, in God. And it was just such a lovely thing to see. And she sat back down Um, next to her husband up on the stand. And within a short while, we saw her becoming quite uncomfortable. And she tried to stand up and get help and collapsed on the stand. And within a short time, she died in a helicopter en route to the hospital. And I want to teach what she taught me since she died. And I'm going to repeat that. I want to teach you what she taught me after she died. I've had the honor, I know Diana, you've felt this before. Sometimes we have the presence of people we've loved that we can feel on the other side of the veil and they have important things to teach me, to teach us. And after she died, I actually had this image and I saw her on the other side of the veil and she was incredibly composed. 
she, I could hear her thoughts. I could feel her processing what happened. And basically what she said was, well, I didn't expect to be here, but now that I'm here, Father, what would you have me do? And that was such an amazing, perfect likeness of what my friend was like. And later I ended up attending her viewing, which was a beautiful sacred experience, beautiful harp music being played, and everyone was honoring her life. And I came home, and I was sitting in the car with my husband, and I had, you know, this ache that we missed her very much. And she died of a disease, which I started to think, well, maybe if she had managed it differently, she would still be here. And I heard my friend speak, and she said, Lori, it was my decision to make how I managed my life. You need not review what had happened or consider the, the changes that could have been made. She was just very, very calm about that. And I really appreciated um, how she moved forward in her life with grace, not only here on earth, but when she ended up passing. And the third thing I want to say, the queen in life is um, critical for the colony of civilization, actually. And um, one of the things that she ended up doing is she ended up expecting a little one around age 50. It was a complete surprise. And she just moved into that space with such, with such calmness. And she treated that surprise baby like a blessing. And that little boy ended up being a great blessing to my son. They became best of friends. And so as we talk about that queen archetype, Um, Know that if you haven't been exposed to that yourself, there are people in our midst that will show us how to rise to that. They're living their life with such ease. And it's not that their life isn't complicated, but they, they just know how to move forward in this very dignified manner. And when we're in the space of that, it just rubs off on us and we can see how to better live our own lives. So, That's what I would like to share with you today and and encourage anyone out there to just keep looking, keep watching for that queen archetype and know that um, people like that, if we become that, we become a great blessing in society. Mm, Thank you so much, Lori. What a beautiful story to share. Uh, Diana, I'd love to get your feedback and thoughts on that. Oh, I love that. That was a beautifully stated story and so rich with meaning. I feel that the queen is the beneficent. You know, she she's sovereign, and yet she sees what is needed around her, and she grows into the ability to have that flow out of her like a fountain. I think that is the biggest secret for me that I've learned is that when my energy is needy and when I'm a victim or when I'm, I'm, and we all move into these different places for different reasons at different times, but it's when I am flowing like a fountain. It's when I am radiant and when I'm beneficent and when I'm generous and when I'm um, wanting to bestow grace, you know, I think it is a, that is the, the ideal queen energy. That's, that's what it feels like is that you you, you are using all of your gifts and you're sharing them. And uh, 
I, I was deeply touched by your story, Lori. Thank you so much for that. I love the words you just used, Diana. I'm wondering, I, I don't know if you remember the exact words you just said, but one of the things that I do, I teach a five-week to fem intuition program, and each week we, we spend um, on one of the different archetypes. And one of the exercises that I have the women in this uh, class do is they come up with three words that really embody or define each of the different archetypes for them. So, Diana, what would be the three words that to you would embody this queen energy? I know you said grace. I think you said benevolence. But what would those three words yeah. be for you? It was actually beneficence. Oh, beneficence. Um, okay. And, and I'm not sure I, I know what that means. <laughs> well, it, it means a kindly giving, you know, uh, it is it is like an outflow of, of giving that is a blessing to the every room you walk into. So to be a beneficent being is one of my ideals. And grace is another word that I use. And I, I would use the word radiance, I think. Um, I had a vision a long time ago of being a beacon. And a beacon is like a lighthouse, but it, it's sturdy, it stands firm. It doesn't move and go off emotionally in different directions because then the ships would get lost. You know, it stands there in full radiance. And um, that is an outflow of, of light and energy and kindness. So there's, it's an outflow feeling. So I'd say beneficence, grace, and radiance um, are three words that I would choose. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that, uh, Diana. And we're going to go to break now, but when we come back, more tips on how to step into your queen energy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the Replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome, welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us today, we're talking about the queen energy, the archetype of the queen, that part of the divine feminine within us that is confident, responsible, in charge, delegates, is able to see this big picture. And we've been getting some beautiful advice and shares from both Diana Wentworth and Lori Richens. And um, just before we went to break, we talked about these three words or these words that for each of us can embody this queen energy. And that would be a great thing for everybody that's listening to just figure out what three words for you emulate or or capture embody that feminine energy and um, stepping into the energy of the words to be able to awaken uh, within you that queen energy. And I, you know, I have a question we kind of started talking a little bit about this before break and then over into break, but Lori and Diana, I would love for each of you to share who for you emulates this queen energy? Who's a person in the media or well-known person um, that a famous person that we would all know that you think of when you think of the queen energy? Who are, who are a few people for you, Diana? Well, I, I naturally think of Oprah, really, considering how beneficent she's been in this world in uh, bringing people together and talking about deep spiritual things. Maya Angelou was somebody who I truly want to emulate. You know, she was the wise woman. And people would go to her and and ask questions and uh, get these profound answers. Um, those two come to mind right away. Hmm, I love that, uh, Lori. Who is it for you? Are you there, Lori? Yes, thank oh, you. Um, there was a show that I watched recently that uh, I just want to share. Who uh, seems to embody that? that queen type architect. And it happens to be Queen Latifah of all people. Her name um, is actually Queen Latifah. And there is a show called The Secret Life of Bees. And her character ends up um, mentoring a young girl who suffered serious loss. And I can really relate to this, this young girl. And Queen Latifah's character mentors her and helps her to see her worth and her special place in the world. And she shows her a hive of bees. And she explains to her that when the queen in the hive is compromised, that the entire colony will be adversely affected. And you get to see that kind of unfold in this show. So once again, if people are looking for an example of what that queen archetype is, that show is beautiful. And it shows how other women step in to raise a girl who's lost so that she can rise to her highest potential. Mm, What a beautiful example. You know, one of the people that I think of is Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, And of course, she was, I think she was the longest serving first lady. And the reason why I love this energy type so much, I mean, some of us are in relationships, some of us aren't. 
Some of us have had partnerships. Some of us don't. We all have this, you know, ebb and flow. But one of the things that I love about Eleanor Roosevelt is she was able to have that sovereignty. Um, She was able to be this independent and strong woman and still be married to someone who was very influential in the United States and in the entire world. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy job. And for me, you know, a lot of the times as in, in my relationship right now uh, with Gerald as we're creating this legendary tribe and this event, it's the queen energy sometimes is a lot of holding space energy. Um, it's about knowing who you are, but also about being able to hold space for the king or even the people in your kingdom. And it's interesting because sometimes we think about the queen and we think, well, they're all about, you know, they're this famous person or they're this figure. But uh, there's a lot of shows, too, on Netflix uh, recently about royalty. There's one, I think it's called The Crowns, uh, that's about the royalty in England and kind of portrays some of their drama and some of the things that they've gone through. But but what's really beautiful is the queen of all the archetypes um, even above the healer, I would say, because the healer heals themselves and other people. The queen is the one that really knows how to serve other people. She's the one that really knows how to keep the big picture in mind. And the thing is, is sometimes it's not always easy. Sometimes unselfish choices have to be made in order to propel the greater good. Sometimes short-term pleasures have to be put off in order to, you know, create long-term results. And the queen is the one that really steps into this picture. Now the temptress is there too. And I'm saying you should have a good relationship with all these because there's a time and a place for you to play and to have that short-sighted vision and to be all about fun. And that's where the temptress energy comes in. There's a time for you to be short-sighted and to get things done and protect your boundaries and be a producer. And that's where the warrior comes in. And there's a time for you to look at the immediate needs that are in front of you and be able to serve those needs. And that's when the healer comes in. But the queen's really the one that does hold everything together in the kingdom. Um, would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree with that. It, it, the, the sovereignty includes the overview of what else is needed so that she's always generous and embracive and empathic um, and understanding. Well, I, I want to pause right there because I hadn't really um, thought about that in relation to the queen before, but she is empathic. I just want to emphasize mm-hmm. that because oftentimes people think, well, I'm a healer. I'm so empathic. I know what other people need, but you can be in the space of this queen energy and be empathic to the people around you. But I think the difference is the queen feels you know, the emotions or feels what's going on, but instead of reacting to that, she takes it all into consideration and then acts upon it. Is that kind of your idea, Diana? Yes, she she moves in the direction of the highest good for all, uh, which really puts her, that's her crown, you know? I mean, that's her beingness, is that she is this fabulous energy. She's a vibration of the highest good, really. Mm. What about you, Lori? What are your thoughts on that? One thing that I learned from Debbie when she passed, and I could feel her on the other side of the veil, there was this composure that she had. There wasn't this sense of panic regarding her family. And she had confidence in their ability to move on without her. So I think 
that the most powerful queen are the ones that empower those around her so that they can also be successful and not overly dependent on her. And uh, Debbie certainly taught that uh, to me, and I hope that I'm uh, doing that for my family as well. I I love that point that you bring up because the out-of-balance queen is the one that gets controlling, that gets commanding, that gets demanding. I think of this uh, situation. My daughter came home from school one day, and she was a teenager, and she says, Mom, or she'd been to her friend's house. She said, Mom, I, you know, my friend's mom drives me nuts. She just sits on the couch all day, does nothing, and just barks orders to the kids. Clean the dishes, make the dinner, do this, do that. And she says, I feel so stressed out when I'm at her house because all she's doing is yelling at the kids. And this is the out-of-balance queen, right? The out-of-balance queen is the one who just yells the orders, who doesn't have the highest and greatest good um, of all. She's she's the one that... um, you know, that's not, doesn't do it with grace. <laughs> and so, and so I think it's important to, to just recognize and realize like, where is your heart when you're coming from serving other people? When you're in service to others, what are you doing and how are you um, showing up to help them? Um, and I would love right now, I just feel really inspired to just open it up, Diana and Lori, in the last couple of minutes that we have, what is really on your heart to share um, to those that are listening to the show, especially for those women that are really desiring to step into this queen energy, to be able to show up and step up in this area of the queen, what would be your final tips or pieces of advice for them? Lori, let's start with you and then we'll go over to Diana. Lori? One thing I taught my children, I'm a mother of seven children, and one thing I taught them when they were growing up is to watch for the queen bee in their lives. And they're really easy to spot because when I would watch my children um, at games or at certain events where there would be a lot of students present, oftentimes you can see that queen bee just rise up. And in, in those younger years, often those queen bee type leader girls Um, are not very nice and you'll see them you know threaten if you if you do something I don't you know want you to do then you won't be my friend anymore I mean this can start from a very young age all the way up through high school and you can see them being natural manipulators and we as parents have power to help counter that number one not having our children fall prey to that but also number two helping them not to become that So watch for that when you're parenting your children and help them to step out of that space. An unhealthy queen bee can be very damaging in in someone's world. So help them to recognize it, step away from it, but also to, to have and embody the true qualities of what a higher power queen bee or queen woman can uh, emulate. Yeah, and I agree. And I think it's really important for us as parents and also for anybody who's listening, maybe even just on social media or whatever you're doing, to be able to realize that you are the example. You are the example to your clients. You are the example to your children. You are the example to the people that are following you. And I'm here in Idaho Falls visiting my parents where I grew up and I went to church with them last Sunday. And I'm running into these people that I've known for, you know, 20 years and that, you know, were adults when I was a children. And they say, oh, I love following you on social media. I love this post you made. You're so inspiring. And it, 
I thought, wow, I didn't even know that they were, you never know who's watching. So be, you know, be that example. And uh, Diana, what, what are, we only have a couple minutes left, but what are your words of wisdom that you would like to share today um, in, in departing? Well, I think that the, the queen has to, or can, has the opportunity to embrace all of her parts. And I think as women, especially of my generation, which is much older than both of you, uh, we were suppressed so much. We were not allowed to, to be wild or free or explore who we truly were on every level. And so there's a place inside of us that's locked there. It's, and I, it's our wild woman. And she is, she is a fantastic resource for us. If we can begin to listen to that, and of course, moderate it. You know, I mean, it it's, it can be embarrassing and everything. But I teach techniques in writing. I love to teach people, women to write stories and and also to uh, dialogue with aspects of themselves. And so I'm writing a, a foreword to a book called Women Gone Wild. And I've I've found this true in my life that that wild woman inside of us, that warrior that you mentioned needs expression and she needs some help in expressing it so that it isn't over the top and too much. Um, But I like to include her at least a little bit here. (laughs) I love that. And uh, Diana, how can people find out more about you? How can they get a hold of you? Well, um, I I have a website, which is an antique. I really need a new one. It's called dianawentworth.com. But uh, the insideedge.org has uh, my writing class coming up on Friday, uh, which is about writing in the present tense as if you are there and sharing everything that's going on around you. And I love meeting new people online on my Zoom classes. So that would be great. Mm, Thank you so much. And I encourage you to reach out to Diana, learn more from her. And uh, Lori, how can people get a hold of you? They can go to uh, wholefamilymentoring.com and they can see my website and contact me through that. But as a mentor and helping people to rise to their highest potential is always uh, a privilege and an honor and to do so with grace and dignity. Mm, thank you so much. And for those of you interested in learning more about Fem Intuition, the divine archetypes of the feminine, uh, just go to www.fem-intuition.com. And um, we have masterclasses that we teach on that. So thank you so much. Uh, so much gratitude and appreciation to Lori and Diana today, or should I say Queen Lori and Queen Diana <laughs> uh, for, jo- for joining us and talking about this uh, Queen Archetype energy. I had such a blast today. And for everybody listening, Uh, just commit to yourself right now that you are going to implement at least one thing that you heard on this show today. You're going to move forward with action and step more fully into that queen energy. You'll be glad you did. And the people around you will thank you. I'm Allison Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.